Most of you uh, understand that. Um, just the very presence of light dispels darkness. And he said uh, that if someone is in that environment uh, for uh, any length of time, that they lose their ability uh, to see. And, and so I wrote that down in my notes. I wanted to look into that. And it's true, um, depending on the age. And so if once a person's occipital lobes and different things uh, are developed, uh, what I'm saying is as an adult, uh, you could be in one of those caves for a long time, uh, but you come out and it will take several days, uh, but you will, you'll regain your sight. It's just uh, your brain doesn't know what to do. Uh, initially with, with what's going out, it's processing uh, the light. And to not get into the biology and all that kind of stuff, obviously I don't know it all uh, about the eye and how, how it works. Uh, but if a, a baby, I know they, they experimented on like uh, rats or squirrels or something uh, and uh, with the darkness things, and they, lost, they, they lost their ability to see. Uh, but for an adult, you can be in one for a long time and you can come out, you regain your sight, uh, but again, it's a processing thing, uh, and I, I do that pretty much every week. You walk out of this when it's sunny out. You walk out that back door to the parking lot, uh, and uh, and it's like what it, you know you just you can't see, uh, and your eyes just got to adjust. We 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 know that, and there are a lot of tricks uh, as well. I remember uh, I don't know if I saw it on some kind of war movie or whatever, uh, but uh, as a kid, I learned that uh, when you're out in camping or you're out in the dark, uh, and there are places where that gets pretty dark, uh, that if some if you, there's going to be a flash, if you're going to use your camera flash, like I used to fish on the Cowlitz River, and I'd use glow-in-the-dark corky and go at night, and I would flash that uh, corky uh, with, uh, with a camera flash, and then it was good for a couple of drifts. But if I wanted to be able to see what was going on, I had to close one of my eyes uh, when I did the flash because the eye that was open would have to adjust again to the dark. And so I would flash it, and then I would switch eyes. Uh, and then I would, I would be able to see because, uh, because the light hadn't affected uh, my ability. So um, what he said was true in, in that you, you lose the ability to see, uh, but for an adult it might not be a permanent. And it could be if you're in there for a, a long, long, long time, I don't know, but there aren't any studies or any uh, articles that I could find uh, that would state that you know, you get lost on your cavern tour and, uh, you know, you're in there for 10 days and you come out, you'll never be able uh, to see again. But it's got to be uh, a terrible uh, thing for your eyes uh, to go through. So we'll begin reading in Matthew chapter number 5 and, and look at a couple of things. But we'll begin reading verse number 13. I'd like to invite you to stand uh, for the reading of our text out of respect for God's word. But the scripture says this in verse number 13. Uh, it says, ye are the salt of the earth. Notice it says you are. You're the salt of the earth, whether you like it or not. Uh, the Bible says that you are salt. But if the salt hath lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a, can a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless this message this morning. Again, help me with my thoughts and my headache. Lord, give me grace and give us all grace. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. 
So we're preaching this morning about the light of the gospel. As it says here, ye all are the salt of the earth. I just want to make just a brief comment on that. Uh, when salt loses, somebody asked me, uh, if, I don't know if you remember Jamie Vandersnick, uh, but Jamie sends me texts every now and then. It's usually a riddle or he asks me something uh, just to test my knowledge about different things. And, uh, and it was yesterday, in fact, uh, that he, he, I got a text and it said, what is your favorite spice? Uh, and so my reply was Old Spice. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then about 45 minutes later, it's like, ha, uh, good one. Uh, and, uh, but seriously, what's your favorite spice? And I said, well, my, my favorite, just to be honest, my favorite spice or seasoning is salt. Uh, I, I like salt, and uh, I should almost probably carry it in a little pillbox or something. Uh, and by the way, don't, if I'm ever cooking for you, don't salt it before you taste it. Uh, it's like an insult, uh, you know, uh, and so always taste your food. So it's just kind of a thing. Uh, taste it before you salt it. Uh, your grandma is probably, she's probably offended at you. Uh, all those Thanksgiving dinners when you did that without testing, testing the food. So salt's my favorite. Uh, salt, uh, it enhances the flavor of the food. Thus, so does lemons. Uh, pepper adds flavor to it. So salt is very versatile uh, and, of course, is part of our, our body makeup. It's important to us, uh, and there are a lot of uh, ways that you get it, and maybe we get too much of it, uh, and you can't because of your diet. But salt uh, is my favorite uh, spice. Uh, but if it's lost its savor, um, it's useless. And in Bible times, they, it says when it talks about to be trodden uh, under feet, uh, it means they would cast it out, they'd throw it on the roads or uh, the different things. If it doesn't serve its purpose, it's cast out. And part of the takeaway for us as Christians as we read that is to know that ye are salt and that you need to retain the savor and you need to be able to make a difference. You, you flavor, if you will, the world with that. Uh, and if we aren't uh, functioning as salt, uh, we're to be cast out. We're good for nothing. Uh, there's no, God says we're to bear fruit, much fruit, uh, and fruit, you know, fruit that remains. And if we're not bearing fruit, that he, uh, he'll prune. And, uh, and we're, if we're not connected uh, to uh, the vine as a branch, uh, I want to be used of God. I want to be useful. Uh, and if we can't be useful for God, uh, then, um, then who knows what the will of God may be. God might uh, take us home uh, if, we've, uh, if we've lost our usefulness uh, in this world. So, uh, you know, as much as you would think, you know, watching uh, what you eat or... Uh, we're, we all have an appointment with death. And uh, I know people that, you know, they just... Uh, healthies all get out and go to sleep one night and, and wake up in heaven. Uh, you can be super unhealthy and live to be like 150, I don't know. Uh, and uh, God, God knows when you're going to go. Uh, and you can't cheat it. Uh, you have an appointment with death. Not saying you be irresponsible, please don't misunderstand. Uh, but uh, one of the things that should keep us going uh, in life or help us with longevity for children, the Bible says to obey your parents in the Lord. He says you have long life. Uh, there's a, there's a, a message right in there. Uh, obey your mom and dad or you'll be dead. Uh, and he who pays the bills makes the rules. I don't know. Uh, but uh, it's, uh, it's being salt. Uh, being, being useful for God, uh, God blesses that. Uh, and uh, so uh, tr try to serve Him uh, with your life. Then it says, you are light. Uh, ye are the light of the world. So you are salt and you are light. If you're born again today, 
you are those two things. Uh, when you got saved, you became those things. Uh, it is really not a choice. The choice really is to, uh, to follow through with it, uh, to know what our responsibility is, and then to live, uh, to live that out, to try to be uh, so we should be, the Bible says, let your speech be always with grace and seasoned with salt. Uh, we, we, should, we should choose our words wisely. We should be kind. Uh, and again, it's, the world is a dark place. Uh, and the answer for, for the world and, and sin and just all the troubles is Jesus. We know that. Uh, if you're born again, uh, uh, you're a child of God, you know that Jesus uh, is the answer. But it's hard to get through. Uh, so knowing that we're light, we're salt, uh, and uh, we, should, uh, we should have savor. But uh, I, I, if you don't get anything out of this salt part, just understand you're salt, you're not sugar. All right? Uh, if you can just think that through just a little bit. Uh, we can use so much tact often that we don't make contact with people. Uh, and we, we use the expression to sugarcoat stuff. You're salt, not sugar. Uh, that means you should, uh, again... Speech with grace seasoned with salt means to be our words are palatable and receivable. Uh, it's not salt in the wounds or whatever and rubbing, rubbing that in. Uh, going to, uh, to Israel, uh, Brother Morales says, uh, would, you like to, uh, would you like to float in the Dead Sea? Uh, and I asked my wife last night, is that something you want? She's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm, and he said, well, if you bring, you know, bring clothes, that uh, it's, the salt's very corrosive. Uh, and I'll, he says, I'll let you know uh, when it's going to be uh, and because uh, you, you want to make sure that you don't shave uh, or anything the day before uh, because you're going to be uh, in salt water. And I never really understood why you, know, you get cuts and abrasions and uh, the doctor or whoever, the PA, tells you to go home and get in salt water. And, uh, uh, and, uh, but, uh, but salt uh, has properties, and you're, you're, that, you're not sugar. Uh, so uh, all of God's people said amen. So don't sugarcoat everything. Just say what needs to be said. Be kind uh, and, and gracious, but you're salt, but you're also light. And, and as he preached the other night uh, about uh, what light does, and uh, there are many things that, uh, that light will do, and, uh, and sunlight for that matter, uh, you know, for us and you know, our health and, and whatnot, we know that, that it affects everything. But the Bible says that a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So ye are light, and the idea is, is that as Christians, individually, uh, we're salt and light. But then also the, the church is salt and light. We are uh, as Berean Baptist Church. In fact, I like churches that have the name Lighthouse in it. Lighthouse Baptist Church uh, is, uh, is an indication of what we are. Um, if for, I grew up in Wisconsin on Lake Superior. Uh, and we have uh, lighthouses there uh, in Canal Park. Uh, in Duluth and, and elsewhere along the shoreline, the, both the North Shore, uh, the South Shore, to let people know where the shore is. And if you've ever been on ships like that, uh, not only does it give you bearing, but it's, it helps you to not get up on the reefs. Lighthouses are important. And the analogy is, as we're light, we are lighthouses, uh, and we need to be a lighthouse where God has this local church, and every local church is a lighthouse in their community. Uh, if you're with me, say amen. So we are individually, we're salt and light. Uh, but as a church, uh, God says the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Uh, we have a responsibility. God has given us the great commission. We're supposed to be in the world, uh, not of the world. Uh, we're salt and light. Uh, we, God uses that. Years ago, 
uh, as before we moved out to Washington, I worked for a company in Duluth, uh, Minnesota, uh, and uh, and God had blessed that company, and I had a role in like human resources and other things. Uh, but uh, but I was I was hiring Christians from churches that I was familiar with. Of course, our home church, Twin Ports, hiring them as staff members, and my lost um, uh, bosses uh, realized that. Uh, all these Christians were honest, and they weren't stealing. On, they weren't cheating on their time cards. And they were showing up to work, not drunk. Uh, and, uh, and so they said to me, and again, this is human resources. They said, uh, and this is a while back. I don't know if you can even say this anymore. They said, uh, they said Bob, any Christian you want to hire, you hire them. Uh, and by the way, that should be the case for your workplace. You should, you should do all things as unto the Lord. Uh, there should be, uh, you should have integrity at your job. Uh, and, uh, and there's just a whole lot of things that Christians do that bring a reproach upon Christ. And so they said, hire as many uh, as you want. And taking that conversation to try to witness to them, uh, and I think in part uh, in a way to, it was a, maybe a passive-aggressive way of lobbying for a raise, uh, I said, you know what? Um, God blesses things that Christians are involved with. And I uh, used Joseph and other types of things. I basically told them, I said, God, in a way, God's blessing the business because there are people as Christians that are working there uh, and there's a preserving uh, factor uh, of salt and light, and, and there's benefit that benefits that come from it. And, uh, and so, I've, in fact, I've uh, been talking the past couple days with a man uh, and uh, to try to get him to, to do some things. And, uh, and uh, I, I said, hey, uh, this would be a great uh, investment in heaven, blah, blah, blah. And he said, for clarity, uh, he said, I'm an agnostic. And I said, well, I can help you with that, too, uh, and, uh, and texted him and, uh, and on and on. And he said, cool, or whatever. But, but I might be, um, uh, God may have placed him in my path for me to witness and to be light uh, and to be salt. Uh, and a, someone who is an agnostic, atheists don't believe in God. Ask, uh, agnostics don't know if they can believe in God. Uh, and, uh, and so it's just uh, agnosticism is a willing ignorance. Uh, so, uh, but I'm not going to say you're willingly ignorant. The Bible says a fool has said in his heart there is no God to the atheist. Uh, we need to be walking wisdom uh, towards them that are without uh, and to give them. So uh, light, you are salt, you are light. So light uh, dispels uh, darkness uh, in a flash. Where there is the presence of light, there cannot be the presence of darkness. Now, I know that we can break this analogy down or take it to a point to where uh, we know that, that sin is always going to be present uh, until uh, in the prophetic timeline uh, that God, and even um, you know, uh, through the millennial reign, uh, Satan rears his ugly head again and there's a final rebellion. Uh, sin is ugly and darkness is darkness. Uh, and as much as we want to try to win people to Christ, uh, we know uh, we, we have job security uh, as soul winners. Uh, there are people all around us uh, that need uh, the Lord. So the idea is that where darkness, darkness can't be where light is present. So when God tells us that we're light and we're uh, to not hide it under a bushel, people are supposed to see uh, the light that we are projecting. And we're a reflection of he's the greater light. Uh, we're a reflection of that light. Like the moon doesn't have light in and of itself. It's, a, it's light comes from the sun. Our light comes from the Son of God. We are, he is, that's why uh, John said uh, he's not worthy 
to, to tie his shoes. Uh, one who is greater uh, is coming. Uh, we are lesser. He's to be exalted. Uh, we are, uh, and the more he's exalted, uh, the less we become. So then, the Bible says this in 1 John 1, 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So the Bible says that God is light. Uh, he is the source of light. In fact, uh, in he- heaven there's no, there is no darkness, there is no night because Jesus uh, lights uh, heaven. Uh, and uh, then spake Jesus again unto them, John eight twelve, saying, I am the light of the world and he that followeth me uh, shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Uh, so he says that he is the light of the world. He came uh, in for the sole purpose to seek and to save that which he was lo- the, that which is lost. Uh, and he says that uh, are there not twelve hours uh, in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. Jesus is the light. He is the light of the world. He's the answer. Uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, but he is light, and uh, in him is no darkness at all. Where light is present, there is no darkness. Uh, it's a scientific truth, uh, but it's also a spiritual truth. Uh, he is light, and in him is no darkness. John 3, verse number 19, or excuse me, John 11, oh, no, John 3, verse 19 says, And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their days are evil. Um, there's a lot of wisdom. In fact, it is, uh, it is not even from necessarily Christians, say people, Bible believers, uh, but they'll say nothing, nothing, happens, nothing good happens at night. Um, you know, so when your parents you know, had curfews and, uh, and you fought those with a passion and you wanted to stay out later, um, a lot of bad things happen uh, when the, under the cover of darkness. Now, we know that the eyes are Lord in every place, uh, but uh, but uh, there's a certain time of day where it's it's just not wise for us uh, to be uh, out and about and on the streets and uh, and we need to be careful. So uh, young people are in here and, and you've got a curfew and they don't want you. There's there's reasons for that uh, which they have learned your parents over the course of time personally, uh, but also it's just kind of common sense. Uh, and uh, there's just parts of uh, of neighborhoods uh, that you don't want to be in uh, when nightfall comes. Uh, because uh, that's when uh, crime takes place. Uh, so uh, we should be lovers of light <laughs> and not darkness, uh, because, uh, men, but men love darkness. Uh, it, we're bent on sin. Uh, they love darkness rather than light. For God, who commandeth the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He is light. Uh, and he commanded light uh, to shine out of darkness. He shined it in our heart. We've been regenerated, born again. Uh, and uh, Jesus uh, saves us uh, by his shed blood uh, on Calvary. Uh, and we uh, have become light uh, as a result of that. You are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light. Now, I know people say that, you know, they've died and, and uh, they saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and by the way, if somebody says that they saw God, they went to heaven and, and, uh, and saw God, you're not coming back. You see God, you're not coming back. 
Uh, that's, just a, that's just a Bible truth that's borne out. Uh, the Shekinah glory of God, that's just too much. And so somebody says they died and went to heaven uh, and, saw, and saw Jesus. Um, they saw something and they might have had an experience uh, and believe what they believe, but uh, we have to check those things uh, with Scripture. Uh, and so uh, God has brought us out of darkness into marvelous light. I am come, Jesus says in John 12, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide uh, in darkness. In Acts 26, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Uh, I saw the light. Uh, it's one of my favorite gospel songs. Uh, no more in darkness uh, and no more in night. In 1987 uh, is when Jesus saved me. Uh, that's uh, why I can sing, I saw the light. If you've seen the light, say amen. Uh, Jesus saved you. He found you. You didn't find him. There's none that seeketh after God. There's none good. No, not one. Uh, we've all gone out. We, we are like sheep. Uh, who have gone astray, uh, Jesus did it all, uh, and I'm thankful for that. So the Bible lays out the fact that He is light, God is light, uh, and, uh, and by the way, Jesus is God, and, and I know that uh, in, in this month, it's Pride Month, uh, and there are a lot of people who say things like, um, what did Jesus say about homosexuality? Nothing. Um, but you remember that Jesus is God, uh, the Holy Spirit, also we believe in a triune God, uh, God, Jesus, wrote the book. Uh, he is the Word. Uh, and, uh, and the Word was with God, uh, and the Word was God. And so Jesus had a lot to say uh, about homosexuality. Uh, and, uh, and so when people say things, they just don't understand. They've curated in their image a God that's not the God of the Bible. And, uh, but again, uh, it's your goal in presenting the gospel to them is to see them saved. Uh, and, uh, and it's important that, uh, that you realize that He is the light and He's the one. You've got, to sh- uh, you got saved because, uh, because he, uh, he plucked you out of darkness uh, and into light. So He is light. The Bible says, ye are uh, the light of the world. So you're to shine as a gospel. So here's my, uh, my main first thought. Um, if darkness dispels light, uh, and it's getting darker and darker and darker every single day all around us. We are a lighthouse. Uh, but as he preached that the other day, um, uh, and as he was going through where the clower was, and I thought, well, um, if it's getting darker, the, dark, the darker the night, the brighter the light is the expression. So the idea is, is that as we try to encourage Christians, and by the way, we're going to look at a spot in 2 Corinthians that talks about us being discouraged and perplexed and in despair and all those things. Uh, and uh, we, um, you know, we shouldn't even have to try to stick out in today's culture and society. So if you think about this for a moment, um, God says you are light. And, and we might not be shining like we should be shining, but, but we are light. God says ye are light. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. So, so even if you're a dim bulb, okay, you are a dim light. A dim light will dispel darkness. Okay, so let's just imagine you're not shining. Uh, you're on like, you know, uh, a dimmer. You've been turned down to level number one. Uh, and you're a dim, a dim-lighted Christian. I won't say a dim bulb because that has a whole other connotation, I guess. Uh, uh, but if it's you fits, uh, that's great. So, so you're on a dimmer. But 
the darker that it gets, like if you were, this, this is not on a dimmer right now, although I illustrate it, uh, and, uh, but uh, the, um, if these lights were turned down to the lowest dim setting, uh, and all of the other lights and stuff were on, you, you don't really notice that a whole lot. Uh, but when you shut everything off, even the dim setting is bright. Uh, that's because light, even dim light, will dispel darkness. So here's my, here's my question. Um, how, how is it even possible uh, that you don't stick out like a sore thumb at work? As a Christian, you are light. And it's getting darker. You've all, you've communicated to me. I don't even know how long I'm going to be able to stay at my job. They've got this and you've got to go to this class and you're learning this and you've got to use uh, these names. And you call, if you call somebody out uh, by the wrong pronoun, they're going to fire you. It is crazy out there. Uh, and, uh, but it's just a logical conclusion that I feel like I've drawn is that if, if, it's, if it's really dark and it's getting darker, how can you keep going un, being unnoticed as a Christian? By virtue of the darkness, you would shine because you are light and you will shine. And so the darker it gets, um, this, this community should, should see there's a lighthouse here. Um, it, it, it should be that, uh, that people, I mean, um, there's, no, there's just no way, if you're a child of God, that you should not shine uh, and stick out in this culture. That's just the bottom line. So my question is, um, why, why is that so? Uh, have you chosen not to shine? Have you hidden that under uh, a bushel and, uh, and, uh, and not set on a hill? Is it, are, you, are you purposefully concealing uh, the fact that you are uh, a child of God for fear of uh, a retribution or uh, maybe you won't get promoted at work? Uh, but we all know. Uh, a, per- a perfect example is Peter. Hey, aren't you one of them disciples? Nope. Uh, and he denied, and he said, I'd never deny you, and he did it three times in the cock crew, uh, and, uh, and now God used Peter, uh, and, uh, which is uh, 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 an awesome blessing. So uh, if you are light, you should be shining, and because it's getting darker, your light should shine brighter by virtue of it getting, being darker. But I believe that, uh, that we, the dimness that we have and the, and the darker it gets, it seems like the, we, we, we turn the dimmer down a little, a little more and a little bit more uh, because all of a sudden uh, it's like, uh, you know, this happens in the culture and that happens in the culture and people want to know what you think. And, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago at your family reunion, uh, when a lot of this stuff in culture uh, wasn't so much a big issue, uh, you could fly a little bit under the radar. Uh, but you go, you go to the family reunion now, and if, and if you are a Bible-believing Christian who is a witness, man, you, you stick out. Uh, you are, you, there, you, there's just no hiding uh, because uh, of the darkness around. Now turn with me over to 2 Corinthians Chapter number four, and we just have a few minutes left, and, and I wanted to point something out here uh, from the statement that he had made. One of my biggest frustrations uh, as, a, as a Christian is I know, um, the Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Uh, we have been given the great commission. We're to go out in all the world and preach the gospel, be a gospel witness, but you do that, uh, and you get all kinds of responses, and, and one of the greatest responses that you get is no thank you, or uh, I, don't want, I don't want the gospel track, and, 
And, uh, and so I want, to, I want to design a gospel track that looks like there's a $5, bill sticking, $5 bill sticking out of it. Uh, and, uh, and so that they would reach out and grab it. And of course, joke's on them. Uh, it's not uh, in there. But I've even, I've even said to people before, like someone said, hey, do you, have, uh, do you have $5? Can you help me? I just need to buy some food. I said, I'll buy 10 minutes of your time for $5. Okay, and so I'll give them $5 and then give them the gospel. Uh, I know that's what they need. Uh, but, uh, but do what you can. We're supposed to be soul winners, but it's frustrating when, when it's, just, it's just going over people's head in one ear and out the other. You don't see results. And when that happens, you get discouraged. All right? But I want you to think about this, that again, that the premise that the longer that you're in darkness, um, the greater the chances are that you lose the ability to see. Right? So the darkness affects that. There's, there's no light that's coming in. So in darkness, men love darkness rather than light. Uh, look at verse number one of chapter number four. And by the way, we all have this ministry. It's not just pastors. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, uh, that is uh, to spread the gospel, to share the gospel with people. As we have received mercy, we faint not. Uh, so that means we're not discouraged. We're not disheartened. We know uh, that uh, we've been given this ministry from God. We've received it. Uh, from the Lord. Uh, verse 2, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's con- conscience in the sight of God. Now, here again, Paul uh, is commending himself. He is put in the position and forced uh, by those who said that he, you know, he's weak. Uh, and his speech is, you know, uh, terrible, uh, and, uh, and he's just a little guy, and he talks really big, and he is having to, again, uh, lay out his practice and what uh, he is doing. He's saying, we have this ministry, uh, and we have done it this way. Verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, uh, it is hid to them that are lost. So not to get into it for, uh, because we're running out of time, but there's a veil that is there. We read, we read about that about the Jews. Uh, and that that veil uh, on the Jews will not be lifted uh, until uh, a certain time in, in pr- the prophetical timeline. Uh, Jesus would preach, he'd say three days and three nights, they go over their head and he says they're, uh, they're blind and they can't hear. And so the will of God in his sovereignty uh, had a plan uh, that that was going to be extended to the Gentiles uh, and, uh, and uh, Christ was rejected uh, by his own people. And, and, of course, God was in all of that. He had to go to the cross. They tried to stop it. Uh, you know, and so there's maybe in some of that was uh, they, they, they just didn't. There was a veil that was there uh, that, uh, that needed to be there in order for things to happen the way that they happen. So God places those veils uh, in, uh, in, his, in his ways for those reasons. But there's also uh, a, a veil uh, that is over lost people uh, and uh, that, that interferes. And, and this kind of um, speaks to that. But if our gospel be hid, uh, if it's concealed, if it's covered over, it's hid to them that are lost. The gospel message uh, hid uh, to those. And by the way, if they're, they're not saved, the, the preaching of the, uh, of the gospel, the preaching of the cross uh, is foolish. But just like Brother Reed sang, um, if, you're gonna, if you're in heaven one day, you came by the way of the cross. There's no other way that you came, not from your church, not because you did good stuff. Uh, it's because Jesus saved you. You didn't deserve it. 
Uh, I don't deserve it. And I'm thankful uh, for the grace of God. But notice what it says. In whom, verse 4, speaking of the God of this world, that's the devil. It says, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So the God of this world, the devil, has blinded uh, the unbeliever uh, who is in darkness, uh, has blinded them lest they see the glorious light of the gospel. So he is light, we are light. The gospel, uh, the, the glorious light of the gospel, it is light. And Satan blinds them, us, before we got saved with darkness. Now, if, um, if you have Calvinistic leanings, uh, you would say that, uh, or they would use this as a proof text, that some people don't get saved because they're blinded uh, in darkness uh, and can't see the light of the gospel. But God commendeth the light to shine out of darkness uh, and uh, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. And of course, it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He's speaking to our frailty and knowing that if you're saved, it's all a work of God. Uh, you were in darkness. The light of the world came. He plucked you out of darkness and into the light. You were in the same position as some of these people that he is referencing are uh, that were blinded by uh, the being in darkness. Now, here's, here's what I want you to think. Okay, you are salt. You are light. Uh, we should be shining. And by virtue of it getting dark all around us, there's really no excuse. Um, if you didn't stick out at work 10 years ago, you certainly should now if you're living for Jesus. If you, if you don't stick out, you're not. You're, 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 you're not living for him. Uh, and so, um, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, so if the world gets darker and you just dim yourself along with it because you don't want to stick out, that's your prerogative. But I just don't want the Lord to come back uh, and him say, why didn't you, sh- why didn't you shine? Uh, and you kind of, well, uh, you know, it's like the world was dark around you. You should have been a lighthouse. But here's another thing to help you with your discouragement. Um, I think that people um, need t- sometimes a little bit of time to adjust. See, when you are in Carlsbad Caverns and you're in there for a few days perhaps and you come out, uh, or you're like a, somebody who works in a mine, uh, where they're in darkness for length of time, they come out. Uh, someone who is in total darkness, it might take three days, is what I read, three days for you to adjust to the light and for your brain uh, to be able to process what's reflecting in. It's all what we see is a reflection uh, of, of light in our eyes. Science, look it up. Uh, I can't teach you about that. Um, but the Bible says that here... The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Here's, here's, what, I, here's what I'm trying to get across, probably terribly because I have a headache, uh, is that um, when the gospel, light dispels darkness. And when the gospel, the light of the gospel is presented to somebody who is in darkness, it might take a little bit of time for their brain, their minds to adjust to the light. Uh, that They don't know how to process that. Uh, because they're in darkness, and the God of this world has blinded them. So it was just as he was preaching that, and he said, you know, somebody who's in darkness, they lose their ability to see. And I thought, well, you know, um, are there cases where it's not? And certainly there are in adults. Uh, And so part of the comfort 
uh, or for me, the takeaway, and this is by application, is that the person that you're witnessing to and trying to share the gospel who just aren't getting it, or, or even this, I believe, almost persuadest thou me to be a Christian. Um, they believe what you're saying, but, but they just can't, they can't get past something. There's just, there's just a breakdown in there. And uh, that's not an indication that you just tap out and you stop witnessing to them. It's just they're blinded uh, by darkness, and it takes a little bit of time for, their, for their, their, the, the minds, their minds have been blinded to adjust to the light of the gospel. Does that make sense? So this is not saying that somebody who is blind can never see. It's just saying that, uh, that it's going to take some time uh, as the Holy Spirit of God works in their heart, as you give them the word of God and the promise that God uh, has attached to that, you've got to keep sharing the gospel with them. Uh, now, if you turn lastly to 1 Corinthians 15, the science, there's a scientific fact that darkness and light cannot exist in the same place. That's science. Uh, in fact, darkness, and here's, here's what I want for you, for you to think of it as a Christian. Darkness is sometimes just the absence of light. So when we're not light uh, and there's darkness, there's, there's an absence of light in, in God saying, you need to let your light shine. We start teaching kids at, at, a, at a young age, uh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And somewhere around age 13, uh, it, we start struggling with it. Uh, and, uh, and we've got to really work hard at it. You kids, they're, they're, they're just great. Uh, and, uh, but uh, they've got a simple faith. We complicate stuff. But notice what it says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 34. And again, this is speaking of, of our witness. The Bible says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. This is 1 Corinthians 15, verse 34. For some have, the, have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Um, we need to wake up and awake to righteousness. Uh, and by the way, we're, we're to do righteous. People see our, we don't, we don't do good works to get to heaven. We do good works because we're saved. And people see our good works and glorify our Father, which is, which is in heaven. People need to see uh, you uh, doing um, things that the Lord would have, living like a Christian and being a Christian, shining. And again, you should be shining by virtue of how dark it is around you. But there are people that don't get saved. He says, that's, he says, and this, I speak this to your shame. They don't have the knowledge of God because we're not being salt and light. As frustrated as I am with the, with the condition of this world, um, I have to take ownership personally uh, for my failures in, in trying to change this world one soul at a time. Uh, and, and I'm just going to endeavor... Um, by the way, I feel, and I'm, please don't misunderstand me, as a pastor, and I'm trying to make an impact and have a voice in, in these things, and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm loved, I'm hated, uh, you know, for my positions and different stuff. I, I, I feel like personally, uh, as an independent fundamental Baptist for uh, all these many years, uh, that, I, that I've tried to shine and that people have seen that, uh, and, uh, and that's not, but even more so now. It's like, you can't, you can't even just tell somebody you're a Baptist without them going, whoa, uh, you know, that means this and this means that or whatever. And it's like, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's an unfortunate, it's unfortunate the day we, in the darkness of the world around us, but we have just a tremendous privilege. Uh, and it should be easier for us to shine today than it's been for, 
for, for many, many generations. So you are light, just own it. You are. And you're salt, uh, not sugar. Um, he is the light. The gospel is light. We're to shine. Uh, and uh, so you leave here today uh, as, as, and determined to just keep them in that light, then you're not right with the Lord. You need to get that right. But would you just ask God to help you proactively to shine? Not just, not just you know, be you and, uh, and, uh, and lifestyle evangelism or whatever, which that's all part of it, uh, but, but to shine and to shine bright because uh, we need it. We need more lighthouses in Washington State, not less. We can't get people to come here uh, and take churches because uh, it's too dark. Uh, and uh, in the minute you show up and start preaching the word of God, uh, it is like a beacon, uh, and there's just, there's just no hiding it. And you become a target. Not the ideals, but the actual person becomes a target. Uh, but Jesus said, I was a target, you'll be a target. Uh, and so we just need to accept that and be the lights that God wants us, uh, wants us to be. Let's all stand this morning.